0: And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by
1: Space Tunes. Our music is out of this world.
2: on Cautious Optimism.
1: You see that you do in fact have full engine power and you're setting a course for Gardor. The proposal to create the federal agency to police shipping has failed. Howdy. What's your business here on Gardor? You can go to the saloon or you can talk to the Gardone family about work.
3: Would Liliana be famous enough that people out here would know of her?
1: Liliana doesn't honestly know.
4: How do you feel about helping us uh, take one of those ships?
5: I feel like we've helped you out quite a bit by saving your lives and taking you to the place.
4: He's only got about a 50-50% chance, I think, of staying alive on this planet. We're going to
5: Vamos out of this Westworld hellish nightmare here.
4: I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job.
1: Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science.
3: Liliana. An Evo. I don't know if you know, but like, I'm famous.
1: A species capable of Santa powers. We
3: are going to be the best of friends.
1: Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. Now then, is there anything you guys want to be doing during the three-day travel to Talog?
4: Did we ever submit our application to Lornda to get into the organization that lets us have access to the genetic database?
0: The genetic, no, I don't believe that we did. We got our paper published, I think.
4: Yes. Yes, you got the paper published.
0: But then after we got the paper published, we spent about what felt like six months messing around on that space station when it was actually about like four days or something. <laughs> uh, and I don't believe we've had the opportunity to actually fill in our application to the Laundons. But if we're, it, now that we're leaving League space, that might be a good time to get that done.
4: Yeah, if we've got three, because I was, I was just editing the episodes that coming out this week. And I, we mentioned that we haven't submitted that yet, and I'm like, I don't remember submitting it after that, so maybe that's what we should do.
5: Definitely submit it now.
4: Yes, <laughs> we right. will use those three days to submit our application, possibly using Rory's amazing online skills.
0: Oh yeah, your newly upskilled googling food. You can Google with the best of them. Our application to the what are the launder science people actually called? They're not called the launder science people.
1: I I think it was the uh, was it the Science Academy or Science? Oh, fooey. That was a long time ago. Uh.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Somebody's shouting at the radio again.
3: Yeah, shout
0: louder!
4: Shout louder! <laughs> we can hear you if you
1: shout
2: louder.
0: As editing Joe will probably be able to tell, I'm flicking. I'm flicking back through my notes. <laughs> Oh my god, it's a
1: long time since we were in London. It it has been. London Science Council, let's just call call them that for now. And so yeah, it's easy enough for you guys to get on there and using the power of the Intergalactic Net submit your application.
0: Conclave. They're called the London Science Conclave.
2: Oh my goodness. Raven is so good at notes. I knew our science officer would have the note. <laughs>
0: Yes. Conclave membership is needed to access the information.
1: Yeah. Orndon Science Conclave. Okay.
0: I think it was just, I think he just called it like the conclave. You need to be a member of the conclave.
1: That makes sense. That's cool.
0: That, does that sound like something you'd say? It sounds like something you'd say. Absolutely.
1: I was going to say, I don't know, but everybody seems very confident that it does. So
5: maybe. <laughs> just go with it.
1: It probably is. I will debark from that argument all right so while they're filling out paperwork for three days is there anything anyone else wants to do
3: so liliana i imagine probably spent about two days trying to clean up the glitter (laughs) that she threw after their crafting episode then (laughs) liliana would like to see if she can do anything in the hydroponics bay with all of the plants to like kind of Revive things, kind of make notes of like what seeds she wants to get again and stuff like that because plants are kind of her hobby.
1: Okay. Well, that sounds like a plan. You come up with a list of supplies and materials you need to rebuild your hydroponics bay. Okay,
2: cool. I imagine Hank's going to spend the majority of his time monitoring the system and making sure things are up and running properly.
1: Sure, sure. And by the time you get to Talog, enough time will have gone by for the microbes to regenerate that you'll be able to run all the systems at full power. So Captain Rory's white noise machine will be operational
5: again. (laughs) I would like to attempt to try to either contact or find and then contact Johnny Lee.
1: Yep. Okay. Beep, beep, boop. Hello, this is Bob Samuel here. How can I help you?
5: What? uh, hold on, <laughs> out of character. Did I just—I call- don't just start calling random numbers. No, no, no. You called
1: your again. You you found him and you called him. This is you've called you have called him.
5: He's supposed to be using a fake name. <laughs> is it me? Or did that just think like I just started like, well, let's start with the sevens. Seven <laughs> seven seven, 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 seven.
1: Oh Lindsay, yeah, is correct. It is him, he's using a fake name.
5: Oh my god. <laughs> so oh, I just. So- like <laughs> Well, so how did, wait. First of all, how did, how did I find him?
1: It wasn't that hard for you to find. You, he's, you know him. <laughs> you, you have his
4: phone number. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a ship that's carrying one of Chipcom's peoples. So
0: yeah, he has a ship come, baby. Oh, right. One, he has a sitcom baby. (laughs) Two, you know who he is and you probably have his phone number. I'm sorry. Did
1: you you want to use your your new internet? No, you just caught me off guard. You just caught
5: me off guard.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Having thrown away his burner phone, you have no way of knowing how to reach him. So you have to use the internet, make a research roll.
5: No, are you serious? I know it's fine. I got him. It's cool. It's okay, cool. Okay, okay, okay.
1: All right, back. Let's right. get back to the uh, to the phone call. Uh, right. Hello, this is Bob <laughs> Sampson. How can uh, I help you?
5: Yes, this is Rory. I'm calling to find out what the status is on the stuff you're supposed to do. <laughs> oh, hi, hi, little Aurora. How are you? I'm do- I'm doing well. How are you?
1: I am fantastic. Okay. Now, I haven't found a buyer for the ship yet, Mm -hmm. but the good news is I found some work.
5: in a stolen ship (laughs) that you know that they're looking for.
1: Well, the people I'm working for don't care that it's stolen. Now, I can't tell you a lot of the details, but suffice it to say, I'm hauling some air quotes cargo, uh-huh. And upon completion of this job, I'll we'll have made some money, and uh, I'll be able to, to take that money and put it in the bank. And after doing a few more jobs, I'll have enough money to sell this ship, give you a cut and and buy a new ship and get on with my life. and everything is, is going to be great.
5: Who are you working for?
1: I, it's better if you don't know.
5: All right, out of character. Do I know if he's ever worked with the guild before?
1: You do. In fact, he and the guild had a huge falling out. Right the guild blew up his old ship and killed most of his crew he was yeah okay that was it was a whole a whole vengeance thing
5: and also out of character remind me what's the name of the people that we just narrowly escaped having to deal with late speed shipping company thank you is that right
1: Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Lightspeed shipping company is who those people were working for, yeah.
5: As soon as I said it, I'm like, wait, maybe that's not right. <laughs> that sounds too <laughs> on the nose. No, that was it.
2: Don't forget the mob that Todd spent three weeks formulating the entire family tree <laughs> that we completely yep, ignored. Also the Gordon family.
5: The Gordons, that's right.
2: Yep.
5: <laughs> so this wouldn't happen to be a job that you're doing at light speed, would it?
1: Uh, No. <laughs> Insight check.
5: Yeah, I to get, do we have that no. roll of perception?
1: Um, yeah, surely there's a way to do... I would say IQ, IQ with a penalty, right? IQ sounds good. Yeah, let's do that. IQ with a... Uh, and, and let's do a minus two penalty.
5: Oh, God. So that would be... I rolled a 14. You believe him. So I missed by two. Okay. He sounds super honest. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if I... Well, good luck to you then.
1: <laughs> All right. Good luck to you, too. And uh, if you uh, if you ever need me, don't hesitate to call.
5: Well, I'm glad I've, got, I've still got your number here that it was very easily accessible. Thank you.
1: That's right. Actually, I need to change
5: that. Um, anyway. <laughs> Goodbye. See you later. <sighs> that Johnny Lee. Should have asked
3: if he's changed it. Or- Actually, no. He was using our Netflix. I was going to ask should have asked if he changed his Netflix password. He was using our Netflix account.
5: Yeah, no, he was using ours. Have we changed our Netflix account?
4: You have to wait until he gets to the final episode of whatever series he's watching, and then
2: change. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's just mean.
5: This is mean, it's ruthless.
2: <laughs> I would also assume that in his dealings, Hank, at some point, thinking about the major tap on the hydroponics and everything that we'd done, that he would go in there to make sure that it is functioning on an engineering level. Oh, sure, sure.
1: And you don't need an engineering role to do that. It is, in fact, operating. It's uh, circulating all the water and all the machinery.
3: He's going to see Liliana and they're just like singing to the plants.
2: <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were in here. Hello. <laughs> Your voice is just it's so melodic.
3: Aw, thanks.
2: How are you adapting to life in space?
3: Oh, it's great.
2: I imagine it's much quieter than being out in public all the time.
3: Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't even know if people know who I am out here.
2: Well, I mean, we know who you are.
3: Well, like, at that planet that Captain Rory decided to completely just leave, like, I don't think anybody even recognized me. It was really weird really sad.
2: Well, we weren't there but long enough to really touch down and go, but I'm sure on this new planet we can find you a new group of fans. I hope so. Well, is there anything that you need my help with figuring out in here?
3: No, I'm just trying to make food.
2: No, well, I'm looking around. It, it seems like all the pumps seem to be working properly. The lighting. I don't know. I need to probably need to pick up a couple of light bulbs. These seem to be flickering a bit. I don't know if it was the energy surge from the other ship or what, what caused it, but I, I, I don't know. I'll put it on the list.
3: What kind of food do you like?
2: Meat, which is difficult to grow in this environment.
3: Okay, veggie burgers all around.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you can make it taste like beef, I mean, that'd be fun.
3: <laughs> Space Burger King has this cool thing called an Impossa Burger. I'm going to try that.
2: Well, let me know how it goes. I, I look forward to it. <laughs> I feel like Hank's turning green. <laughs> He's not a fan of veggies. At
1: this moment, Hank feels eight little clawed legs start to climb up
2: his leg. <laughs> Liliana, don't move. There's something on my leg.
1: <laughs> hey, Liliana, you don't see anything. Although his pants are kind of shifting and stuff like something something's happening. <laughs> the, leg, to the, to the leg. <laughs> well tune in next week to see what happens next on the cautious optimism thank you and good night
5: I'm shocked
2: I'm praying that this is Rico's little pet
3: well no we made it a little outfit I was gonna say why hasn't he got his coat on
2: it got warm? I don't know. <laughs> okay, does it have its little coat on? You don't
1: see a little coat or any kind of clothing. And now it's up to your chest. It's flying up your shirt or the top of your overalls or whatever. Shipcom, Get me Rico now. Rico, you hear beep, beep,
2: boop. Hi. Rico, where's the ah. ferret? Where's the ferret? Where is the ferret?
0: Oh, Todd, where is the ferret?
2: Make a perception check, Rico.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> <clears throat> I critically failed <laughs> my. Uh,
1: the ferret is dead. I mean, it's hard to keep track of an invisible ferret anyway. It is, yeah. But the last you knew, it was it was in your room. But now that Hank mentions it, you haven't heard or felt the ferret in in a while. So maybe it's gotten out.
0: I'm not quite sure. Can I see the ferret's coat and the ferret's little lead?
1: Not, not with that perception.
0: check. <laughs> what, maybe I'll take a different perception check to look for something that's stationary and actually <laughs> visible. <laughs> okay, that was better. Seven, right? I, yeah, perception is twelve, so I'm good at spotting stationary objects that
3: are <laughs> visible.
1: <laughs> you look around hurriedly. You poke your head out the door and down the hallway, and you see all the clothing and, and the everything has gotten, it looks like it got snagged on a piece of machinery and has come loose. You see the clothing there in the hallway.
0: Oh, 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 uh, yeah, um, they've shed their coat.
2: It may or may not be halfway crawling up my body right now. Oh, I'm
0: coming, I'm coming, I'm
2: coming, I'll come and get we're, it. We're in hydroponics, please hurry. Okay,
0: yes, 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 on my way. Liliana's gonna
3: start, like, reaching out to try to grab it and just, like, kind of- randomly like feeling around the air in front of hank
1: <laughs> make it a dexterity check liliana
3: oh please fill this role <laughs> oh my gosh i should take a picture of this is it good or bad a six a six oh. and a six.
1: Oh. oh that's oh. the worst you could possibly do
3: <laughs> i am going to take a picture of this Because, yeah.
2: Hank has now been fondled by an intergalactic (laughs) singing star on accident.
1: And an invisible ferret.
2: And a ferret. And a ferret. Hank's either having
0: a really good or a really bad day, depending on his um, point of (laughs) view.
1: Perspective, yeah. So the invisible ferret, having not even been touched by Liliana, uh, is now (laughs) up
2: on your shoulders, flying around. It's on my shoulder. It's on my shoulder.
0: Oh, so I should go up there. Okay. I imagine Rico like Rico, would have just dropped onto all fours and would have been running really quite immediately. Okay. So she oh. might appear quite soon.
1: Somewhere uh, the doctor is preparing a, a syringe or something, cleaning maybe for future use, whatever doctors do. And uh, the doctor just sees Rico bolting down the hallway on all fours at top speed. Whoosh! <laughs>
2: He
4: goes back to doing what he's doing. <laughs> 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 that's not so unusual on this ship. No, I don't think that that's something that would ever cause any concern, because there's no shouting involved. Usually usually when somebody needs him and is running past, it's just kind of like a, <laughs> and that, that didn't happen, so.
0: I'm, I mean, cats are running around madly all over the place for no reason anyway, so.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's probably not that unusual. <laughs>
5: Does Riku get zoomies? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Riku got zoomies?
3: I mean, she is a cat. <laughs> she has some more Liliana's brownies.
1: <laughs> As Riku arrives at hydroponics, Hank, you are now feeling the eight claws on the very top of your head.
2: And I fully imagine Hank is holding his hands out to his sides and they're just shaking. He's like, please be the ferret. For the love of everything, <laughs> be the <laughs> ferret. Rico's going to
3: walk in and see Liliana just, like, patting you down.
2: (laughs) And he takes his two shaking hands and points his fingers out, and he's pointing at the top of his head, his eyes closed, freaking out. Oh,
0: yes. I can see it. I can see it in your hair. Yes. Uh, Rico just plucks it
2: up. Make a dexterity check.
0: All right. She and the ferret are quite well-
2: Can we get a third critical fail?
0: Uh, No, we can't, fortunately for you. Uh, I got 10. My dexterity is 11.
2: Okay. You didn't feel anything
1: for the first, like, five seconds, and then bam, you got it.
0: Ah, here we go. I've got it. (laughs) Here it is. She waves empty air in front of your face.
2: And he pats every inch of his body, just making sure that there's nothing on him.
0: (laughs) There's only one on the ship. You can ask Shipcom to check.
2: Irrational fears. I can't see it. You can't prove to me that you have it. It's it's well, fine. You can touch
0: it. You no, can, I'm home. No,
2: no, I'm no, I'm. She's I'm like good. holding it out towards no, you. Like no. you could just pet it.
0: Then you could see.
3: Hey, shipcom. Beep, beep boop. Is there another invisible creature on the ship other than the ferret?
2: Not that I am able to detect. Boost the scanners and scan again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Applying maximum power to sensors, processing. I do not detect any life forms beyond the crew
2: and the invisible ferret. And Hank sighs and it just this.
0: <sighs> I'll, um, I'll go and put his coat back on.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Rika. Uh,
0: you're welcome. Is everything okay in here? Oh. You're growing things. That's nice.
2: And then Hank thinks about the inappropriate groping, looking for the ferret, and blushes and just like <laughs> starts slowly walking towards the door.
0: <laughs> oh.
2: Looking over his shoulder as he goes.
0: Things got a bit weird in here. Um, okay, well I'm gonna go and sort the ferret out. Okay, well thanks for visiting.
3: <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Liliana's just gonna go back to her plants like nothing happened.
0: I seem kind of going to see Rico walking back with something invisible tucked <laughs> under her arm.
1: Yes, yeah, holding nothing in her hands. Uh, yeah, he
4: sticks his head out.
1: Fair cut out again.
0: Uh, <laughs> yes. I don't. I don't think Hank was very happy. It's. Uh, it ended up on his head.
4: <laughs> it hasn't showed any anything about it that is dangerous. I don't know. I don't know why it weirds him out so much.
0: No, me either. He got all unnecessary about it, but there you go. It's fine. He made Shipcom uh, scan to see if there were any others on the ship. There aren't.
4: (laughs) All right. Well, I guess that's a good thing. At least we know it hasn't had any babies.
5: Yes.
2: Oh my gosh. Could you imagine?
4: (laughs) That is a great idea.
2: And since we're walking down the hall at about the same time, I would like to roll for perception to see if I heard that. (laughs) (laughs) Make a roll. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing. I don't feel like dragging my dice out. 14, no, not a clue. He's oblivious. No, you're too up.
5: Maybe rolling low means you do hear it.
2: <laughs> no. That was a fail by two.
5: Uh, well, I'm going to go and uh,
0: put the ferret's coat back on so that we've got more chance of spotting it. Excellent.
2: All right.
1: Is there anything else we want to we wanna do before arrival?
2: Quietly sit in engineering and catch my breath.
0: Anybody else like to involve themselves in any
5: inappropriate groping? No. (laughs) I do want to move at least three more days over on the calendar of days since stopping to explore Western
4: planets.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, So, anyway. I think uh, I think we arrive at Talog, and uh, Captain Moraes you're sitting in the pilot seat, no doubt. You hear
5: beep, beep, boop. Go for cautious optimism.
1: Cautious optimism. This is Talog Space Command. I see you on an approach. Would you like a landing site? A landing pad assigned to you.
5: That would be fantastic. Thank you.
1: Okay, we're going to set you up on pad number one hundred and twelve. Go ahead and turn off your engines, please, and tractor beams will bring you in the rest of the way. You got it. And so I do. As the engines shut off, a moment later you feel a little tug as the tractor beams grab onto you and start bringing the cautious optimism down to landing pad 112.
4: tractor beams and everything. This planet's so much better than some cowboy planet. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Cautious Optimism. Not a lot going on with Cautious Optimism behind the scenes this week. I know the next episode is slated to come out on Christmas Day, which is totally fine, but it will probably be one of our shorter shows. In order to avoid skipping weeks, some upcoming episodes may be on the shorter side as we get into the holiday season. We here at As the Dice Roll hope everyone listening has a safe and relaxing holidays. If you want to send the cast season's greetings, there are several ways to go about doing that. You can contact us on Twitter at As the Dice Roll RP, or you can hop over to our Instagram at As the Dice Roll, or you can email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast We also tend to hang out on Slack, which you can access by going to geek dot com and clicking on the Contact Us tab. If you'd like to support our cast in their other endeavors, you can listen to Kelly on her podcast, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, which now features Todd as a new regular co-host. You can also read Todd's book, Tag Your IT, by going to toddsullivanbooks.com. Bama and King of the Heel have returned to the world of streaming at trovo.live forward slash Bama Shocks. You can catch those streams on Thursdays and Saturdays. Check out Raven on Girls Gone Wow if you are a World of Warcraft player, or the 10th Divine if Elder Scrolls Online is more your thing, and I can be found on my podcast, Geekitude, though we are on hiatus until after the first of the year. That's it for me this week. I'll be back here next Sunday, December 18th, with the next episode of What Is Not, and then again on Christmas Day, December 25th, with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. Until then, let's see what awaits our crew on this new planet right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down.
5: When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back
4: and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network, a community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love things like video games star wars comics movies
5: k-pop
4: disney plus
5: kiana reeves new
4: or whatever our community decides is the next best thing that's right we have a great online community on slack and discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers and each other Yep, and each other in real time, and we can't wait for you to join us.
5: So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic
1: fandom for something much more...
4: Keanu? Yes,
1: Keanu. Before you, as you look out the window, you see a beautiful planet. Twin suns in the sky, lovely blue skies you get down into the atmosphere there is a city of technologically advanced buildings reaching miles high there appear to be little creatures with wings flying around throughout the city beyond the city limits you see plants you've not seen before but the, essentially trees and and you know flowers and and nature and everything it's a it's a pristine planet outside of the city and as you get closer to the ground, you realize the little creatures with wings that you've seen flying around are people. They're humanoid, you know, like the same size as, as the average human is. And and you know, they got two legs and two arms, like like normal. But they've got these two beautiful gossamer wings coming out of their backs that are about twice as tall as them and about the same distance across. And these wings flap crazy fast when they're when they're going up or hovering they flap so quickly that you can't even see them until the person starts descending in which case they tend to hold the wings still and you can see them the wings are covered in beautiful colors and designs they're both symmetrical both wings are symmetrical and you realize there's no flying cars there's no vacuum tubes any kind of mass transit like you would expect to see in a city of this technology level, and that's no doubt because the citizens' wings let them fly to the top of the tallest building without needing any sort of uh, transportation like that. As you descend and finally set down on the landing pad, it's a large spaceport, and there's probably 200 other ships around. A lot of them appear to be a similar design, but you recognize ships from the League of Planets and from other places as well. This is obviously a port of call on the planet for off-worlders as well as locals. You land in a single room. It has no ceiling, but it's got four walls on any side, so that you're slightly separated off from all the other ships. There's an open door, and looking out the window, Rory, you can see one of these flying people enter the room And uh, is approaching your ship with a little like data pad in its hand.
5: All right. I have totally forgotten what it is that we came to this planet to do. So I'm just going (laughs) to tell the crew that we've landed. Well, we have an injured person. (laughs) oh, Oh, that's okay. That's right. I was like,
2: why are we here? Mission critical was call the medical authorities and get this guy out of the cryo chamber.
5: Yeah. Gotcha. Okay.
0: And general restocking and kind of regrouping after our ship nearly blew up.
5: Well, then I uh, alert the crew that we have landed safely, and I go to the airlock to meet this winged person. Who all wants
1: to be at the uh, airlock when they open the door?
5: Oh,
0: we will definitely be there.
2: Same.
3: Liliana, I think, is kind of smarting from thinking that people aren't recognizing her, so she is going to be there in her, like, best concert look. Like the look that she would be most known for.
1: So describe that look. I mean, is this like a fancy ball gown dress? Is it a grunge kind of like what's your what's your aesthetic? It's
3: like chic casual. Like she's got like a cute little dress on that's not like a ball gown or anything like that. But it's very sparkly, glittery, but not to the point where it would be like a prom dress kind of thing. And she's got her hair all like done up really nice and like big old sunglasses on. And she just looks really showstoppery.
2: Okay. And Hank's going to lean over and whisper into her ear, they may not recognize you, but they'll never forget you after this.
3: Aw, thanks.
2: What's everyone else wearing? Overalls, <laughs> which I need to pick up some clean ones.
0: <laughs> okay. Flight suit.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. white suit okay
0: i mean just black combat and uh tatty i think i wear like a I think it's like a leather waistcoat she's got but yeah just relatively tatty ordinary space clothes
3: everyone else is totally normal and liliana is just like <laughs> ready to go out on
0: stage.
1: Everyone else is kind of wearing their work clothes, it sounds like. And <laughs> then there's Liliana. <laughs> <laughs>
5: those <laughs> are her work clothes. Those are her work clothes. Yeah. Yeah, those are her work clothes. <laughs> That's true.
1: That's true. You just have very different jobs. You're absolutely right.
4: Kyan's in his scrubs, but he's, I think, staying, he's probably getting everything ready in uh, the med bay to do the transfer. All right. You hear beep, beep,
1: boop. Captain, a representative from the Telog spaceport is requesting access through the airlock.
5: Grant access, Shipcom. Beep, beep, boop.
1: A moment later, the airlock door opens up, and uh, thank you. And uh, <laughs> on the other side, you see one of these uh, flying people. The skin of the actual person, besides the wings, is is a very dark, almost a black-colored skin. And you can see they're wearing basically overalls, And they have these two little eyes that uh, are bright white against their black skin. And, you know, have little blue pupils. Otherwise, their beautiful wings are folded in and kind of wrapped around them. So even though they're wearing overalls, the wings almost look like their clothing, the way they're wrapped around. And you just see sticking out from one of the wings is their little hand holding a data pad that they can look down at. My name is Shimli Shmoo, and I would like to welcome you to Telog. What is the purpose of your visit?
5: Uh, nice to meet you. I am Captain Rory Shand. This is my crew, and we have a medical emergency that we need to attend to first, and then we just need to do some standard restocking before we're on our way.
1: Oh my goodness, a medical emergency! Beep boop. Boop 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 boop. boop. I have summoned an emergency medical ambulance. They're on their way right now.
5: Where is the person? How bad is it? Our doctor is getting ready to bring them up right now in one of our medical hover gurneys.
0: We've had them in a cryo chamber, so they're sort of relatively stable.
5: I'm sorry, you've had them in a, a what?
0: A cryo chamber. We froze them.
1: A freezy sleep. Oh, oh, oh. Do you not have okay. them here? Uh, no no here yeah, that's uh let me update that and she she's pressing more buttons on her on her little data pad okay okay i have informed i've informed them uh well let's let's get the let's get the patient uh, down here and ready to go uh the ambulance will be here in just a minute
3: uh okay what was this person's name again
1: shimli shmoo duh
3: okay Sorry, I was just making a
0: note of it. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> uh,
3: All right, so uh. Kyan's
4: going to take the cryo chamber and start walking it down to the uh, airlock. All right.
0: Do you need us to, to sort of power the cryo chamber down? Are you?
1: Oh, I, 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 I let, let's find out from the medical technicians. I don't know. Oh,
2: okay, okay. For this purpose, do we have any portable type generators that we could take with us as they aren't prepared for this
1: we've had the cryo chambers moving with people yeah. in them before so i feel like they must have some kind of battery supply for all
2: right then i'm going to double back to med bay and confer with kyan okay he probably meets you on en route all right did did you run any checks on the battery system to see see how it's doing did it get did it have time to get charged after we got the power back up what's the status todd what's the status Yeah, in the couple of
1: days that your ship has been at full power, it's been able to recharge the batteries and seems good to go.
4: Yeah, it should be fine. Everything's, you know, everything's working the way it's supposed to be. So we should be good. Why is there concern?
2: Well, so these people don't even know what a cryopod is. So I just wanted to make sure he would be safe until we could get him to a, a proper facility. That's all.
4: That makes sense. I mean, not every planet's going to have exactly the same technology. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to be insufficient
2: to take care of them. but you know, we won't leave him here if we're worried about that. And while he's saying all this, Hank's physically checking the cryopod to make sure. It's not that he doesn't trust- Make an engineering rule. Yeah, it's not that he doesn't trust Kyan. He would feel better knowing that he's done his part of it. Success by three.
1: As you look over the cryopod, everything seems operational. When You do the little battery health check, and you see that while you guys were on emergency power, the battery was maybe getting low, but it has since recharged, and it's at a, 100%. You note that there are several firmware updates that haven't been run,
2: <laughs> but that's not pressing. He'll make a note in his uh, computer to update all of that once we get it back on the show.
3: Well, they're doing that, Liliana's going over to Shimley. What's his name? I just wrote it down. Oh. Shimli Shmoo. Shimli Shmoo, saying so you might recognize me, but uh, mm-hmm. you know I'm trying to stay on the down low so mm-hmm. I don't cause a scene. But uh, you know I'm 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 Liliana. My goodness, your
1: your manner of clothing is different from your crewmates.
3: Yes, yes, I
1: <coughs> I'm I'm Liliana. Hi, hi, Liliana. I'm I'm Shimley. What do, what is your function on the crew? She just turns around and leaves.
2: <laughs> she oh, just turns no. her around and, like. <laughs> the ship.
0: Oh.
3: I imagine she probably goes like just. Hank and and um are probably passing her. She just like storms past, like tears in her eyes, and like goes in, oh. into her little room and and starts crying.
2: And Hank's gonna tap Kyan on the shoulder. You got this right. He's gonna follow her because you know they just had that brief conversation about this, so he'll follow her. Okay.
0: Rico's just looking really confused. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't really understand what's happening here.
1: I, I'm very sorry. Very- Captain Rory Sand, if I sometimes, oh. with aliens, uh, it's easy to
5: accidentally. It's it's okay. Oh, it's fine. No, don't take it personally. We it's been a really long trip, and we've had some ship issues. So I'm not familiar
1: with her species. So if I did something that's culturally insensitive, I apologize.
5: Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But no, it's fine. It's just where emotions are. Emotions are high. You know what it's like after a long journey. A road trip, if you will.
1: No, I've actually never left home, but people tell me it's it can be very stressful. Oh, yeah.
5: Well, in other news, where <laughs> <laughs> what are the things to see in your great city while we're here? What are you all famous for?
1: Well, I would definitely recommend that you visit some of the cafes. The Wiggly Log is not far from here, and it ha- it is a it is some of the Best sugar water in the city. Highly recommended. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who are off-world really enjoy visiting the zoo, where you can see a lot of the local wildlife that you're probably not familiar with. I don't live anywhere except right here on Talog. Um In addition to that, if you feel like leaving the city, there are many fine hiking and camping spaces outside of town.
5: Excellent. Where can we get supplies? Oh, for supplies, I would I would
1: recommend the the tiggly cog. The tiggly cog has the tiggly a lot
5: of- cog in no relation to the wiggly log. <laughs> no, why would they be related? They're- that's weird. <laughs> also, additional question number two: Does the log wiggle, or is there something in the log that's wiggling? It's a, it's a reference to a type
1: of grub that lives mm-hmm. on a lot of the logs that are native to our planet. And when you mm-hmm. look at the log, see, because the grub is camouflaged, so it actually blends into the log. So mm. if you see the grub wiggling, it looks like the log is wiggling. It's
5: uh, it's something ah. that's very popular on children's shows, actually. Uh, kids love gotcha. watching the little wiggly logs. Gotcha. That's adorable. Now, I don't know if you understand a lot
1: about biology, necessarily, mm-hmm. but a lot of the... Animals on this planet have evolved to blend into their surroundings. That's that's why we have such beautiful wings. Actually, because uh-huh. there are some brightly colored flowers out in the wild that somewhat resemble our wings, and so we're able to. When we in the past, you know, before we became enlightened, we could actually blend in with the with the flowers and be unseen by predators.
5: So yeah, let's talk about the predators, because that seems like if the entire planet is trying to camouflage itself, it's trying to hide from something possibly big and dangerous.
1: You don't have to worry about that. We hunted the predators to near extinction hundreds of years ago. Once we developed guns, it became a lot easier.
5: Oh, hey, hey.
4: That took a turn.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm picturing their predators are like the invisible ferrets.
0: <laughs> this giant going to be reintroducing them to their climate. Rico's been like tapping away as this conversation's been going on, and then <laughs> suddenly you see her like look up, like really, like w- wait, what? What did you just say? <laughs> like, oh,
1: guns? Oh, oh, yes, yes. Even even primitive slug throwers really helped us to clear out the infestations of predators on the planet. And then once we developed laser guns, whoo it was all over but the I mean. sobbing.
5: <laughs> ah, gotcha, gotcha. Because like
0: staring slightly oddly at the at the person and I'm and like, okay, okay, this is this got oddly bloodthirsty.
5: <laughs> What's interesting is how everybody heard different things for that because the only thing I heard was near extinction, not <laughs> full <laughs> extinction.
4: <laughs> um
5: Tell me
0: about how your camouflage works. Do you know know what the mechanism is behind it? Oh, it's nothing special. It's simply
1: that the flowers and the fauna in parts of the jungle are brightly coloured in various patterns that our wings resemble. So clearly, as we evolved, those of us whose wings looked more closely like the pretty flowers were easier to hide from the predators. And so we survived. Oh, okay. And... Babies that were born with ugly-looking wings were sacrificed to the predators so that they wouldn't eat us. Wow. Gosh. There it is. Okay.
0: (laughs) So, uh, is there a lot of um, prestige in your society for having particular types of wings?
1: There was in the past, but we are an enlightened people. Ever since we invented clothing, it was obvious you could simply dress your wings up in fancy cloths and colors. and Nowadays, there's even people who use paints and pigments to customize the way that their wings look. Okay, now
3: I really wish Liliana hadn't left.
1: (laughs) Gosh. There's even a bit of a a plastic surgery market where off-worlders like yourself who don't have wings can have them installed. Now, they don't actually function for flying, but they can look pretty.
0: Yeah. Rico looks horrified at this. Just completely horrified. This is
5: a horrific idea. Yeah, I don't see the need to have wings that don't work. Um.
0: Uh, oh, um. Oh, I was just thinking this might be something Liliana would be interested in, but she seems to have
5: vanished. Oh, maybe that's for the best. She doesn't need wings that don't work. Okay.
1: Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee Because
5: all ambulances sound similar. <laughs>
1: Uh, about this time,
5: <laughs> you see the- They sound like the European, <laughs> which, is, which is what you just did.
1: <laughs> oh, well, they're very European here. Mm-hmm. The ambulance, or what would you call it in Britain? The Medicar. I don't know. Ah! I'd call it an ambulance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although it wouldn't sound like that. That was a European ambulance sound. Our, our ambulances what? don't sound like that.
1: What do your ambulances sound like?
0: Oh, do you not like? Periodically, they come behind me whilst we're recording. Uh, they're very, very, very. They don't. Yours sounded quite. That sounded quite quaint. Um, ours oh. make really like horrific noises. They sound like ours. Yeah, oh, yeah? Oh. and they also have a um emergency vehicle. This is not getting us anywhere in terms of this thing. But emergency vehicles <laughs> in the UK now also have this thing where they make um like a really, really obnoxious noise that's much more directional. Oh. because the trouble with ambulances and um fire engines and things is you can never tell which direction they're coming from mm-hmm. so they make this like really like brrr, brrr, like noise <laughs> ours do too yeah yes yeah, so little ours yeah <laughs> so that you
3: can hear where they're coming from
1: that makes sense
3: there you go to be fair to Todd I'm pretty sure the noise he made is actually what they do in Alaska because that sounded right to me
1: oh that's what I'm familiar
5: with <laughs> yeah okay yeah. well there you go It's tell Ours is a wine. All of our emergency vehicles are a wine. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, okay. Sorry. Well, this is this has been great. Uh-
1: <laughs> well, at any rate, the ambulance. You can see if you look through the open airlock, you can see an ambulance. You know, I mean, every vehicle looks different, but ambulances kind of have a theme throughout the galaxy, <laughs> so you can recognize it. Pulls up, and two of these winged people get out of it. And they've got what looks like a hover gurney in between them, and they're coming aboard the ship.
0: Oh, uh, do you need us to take the casualty out of the cryopod?
1: I'm oh, sorry. Uh, what what is a cryopod?
0: Oh, uh, we freeze people if they're having a bad time, so that they don't get any worse. Oh, do you not have any kind of um, stasis or freezing technology in, in your planet?
1: Um, not per se, but oh, all right. If, if where's where is there a doctor on the ship?
0: Ah uh, yes, yes. Look, he's uh, he's right here. I imagine that you've made it to us by now because we've been talking about this ambulance the last fifteen minutes.
1: <laughs> no,
4: I'm I'm there with with cryopod in tow. Uh,
1: hello, hello, hello. I'm I'm Fouch, Blue. Uh, is this? Are you the doctor on board? I am. All right. Would you like to accompany us and your cryopod so that you can help
4: us work the machine? Uh, he looks at Rory to make sure that that's okay.
5: Yeah, if you if you feel comfortable doing that.
4: Yeah, it'll be interesting to to see uh, how your medical system works. So this will be this will be great on multiple levels. All right.
1: All right. Here, come with me. And uh, Figly Fog, I'm sorry, Fushla Plu leads you uh, and the cryopod off the ship to their ambulance, which is large enough to hold the cryopod inside of it.
4: But is it large enough to
1: carry Kyon? It's a little uncomfortable, but yeah, you can you can squeeze yourself in. Okay. The good thing about it is it's very wide, probably to accommodate their wings.
4: Oh, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, so your arms can move about freely. You have to duck a little, though. So as they're heading out to the ambulance, which begins to take off, Shimley turns to the captain and says, uh, Now, for most of us locals, just fly, but I can summon a, uh, a taxi. For off-worlders like yourself, often prefer to uh, fly in a hover car.
0: Oh, yeah, that would be great. Yes, that sounds sensible.
1: Okay. And she pushes some more buttons on her little data pad. And she's like, all right, uh, we've got a taxi on its way. And now, (laughs) this is always, uh, always makes me a little uncomfortable, but. I do have to insist, since you've landed here and everything, and you're obviously going to be staying for a while. If you could uh, make payment for the use of the, the landing facilities, sure. You understand, right? Of course. Okay, that'll that'll just be a that'll be one thousand quintablues, um,
5: please. Uh, I I deal over the quintablues.
1: All right. Uh, uh, go ahead and subtract one hundred lopsies. From your finances.
0: Oh, I haven't had the accounting spreadsheet open for ages. How exciting! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, where are we? Ship bank. There we go. One hundred.
1: One hundred. And a uh, few moments later, a uh, hover car taxi shows up. Who all wants to? Uh, all wants to leave the ship in, in in the taxi.
3: So Liliana had stormed off and went to her room, but I imagine after. Getting there and crying a little bit and probably having a very awkward conversation with Hank trying to comfort her and and her just like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. She is going to change clothes after Hank leaves. (laughs) It's just going to change clothes into just like basically blue jeans and her chameleon hoodie thing. And she let her hair down and just looks very teenager casual again now. And she wants to come along. So she is going to come back out there. Very, very more grungified.
1: More grungified.
0: Oh, I see. I see you've had the opportunity to get changed, Liliana.
3: Yeah, I guess they don't really appreciate stardom here. So oh. it's fine.
5: You don't want to waste the outfit on these people. Yeah, exactly. Right? I don't want it to get dirty. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a hover
0: car. Oh, cool. And th- they have wings. You can, like, by their wings. <gasps> I can have wings. They don't work. Y- not, yeah, they're not functional. But you can have wings. But you can have wings. I totally need wings. Then people will
3: notice me.
5: Mm, yes, that is true. Or you could also just, you know, understand we're we're out of league territories. They don't have access to space tunes out here. So you know, I, don't don't go changing yourself to make other people notice you. Change yourself if you really want wings because you want them, you then get them, but don't do it to make people notice you.
3: You are absolutely right. They haven't had a chance to hear my music. I just need to find a place and
0: go perform for them. Uh, Um, we, uh, I'm not
1: sure we're going to be here long enough. Oh, you know, the Wiggly Log has a karaoke night tonight if you want to go. Oh, dear. That's it! That's it.
3: I just, Uh, they just haven't had a chance to experience my act. Well, live singing is where you are best. Yes. So yeah. Karaoke night. Okay.
0: I wonder if I should change. Oh, Liliana, you just got changed five seconds ago.
3: Yeah, but that was before I knew about karaoke night.
5: Yeah, but you don't want to make these people feel inadequate. Like, you know. Uh, That's true. Okay. I think you look great. Okay.
2: Next time on Cautious Optimism.
1: As medical professionals, we're going to do everything we can to save his life, of course. Uh, we just don't want the public to get involved Is all. Saving the life of someone who has been, been in a comatose state for any reason is, uh, is a sin.
0: I mean, we do have coffee. We haven't completely run out. It was the water we ran out of, not the coffee.
2: I didn't stop consuming it. It's all gone.
4: What?! You've been listening to As The Dice Roll. The As The Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerolecast.com. Individual players and GMs' social media can be found on our website at
2: asthedicerolecast.com.